and I'm gonna fuck about no police now. Run it. Podcast is sponsored by the phone booth. The one-stop wireless shop for cell phones, accessories, activations, payments, unlockings, and repairs. 
They're located at 546 Market Street in Patterson, New Jersey. The number there is 973-225-0901. Make sure you get your gaming system, your hoverboards, your iWatches. They have it all. Definitely have your trap phones too. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Make sure you stop there, get your shit fixed. If you drop your phone. And make sure you tell them that the Real Point Podcast sends you and you'll get a 5% off yourself. All right. This is Thursday Night Raw. Real Point Podcast. Manteca Pai. Today, today, tonight, tonight, we How have... How we sounding right now? We have a very, very monumental... There we go. Man. Speak of the devil. You know what I'm saying? Props from the Fuji's is calling in. Real but Point Podcast. State your name, gangster. Yo, what up? It's Pros. Peace, Lord. Yo, what yo. up, Pros? going on ain't really much of nothing how you feeling i'm good i'm good you know blessed i'm blessed that's what's up brothers out here pump faking right uh you know it you know it <laughs> <laughs> how's the energy how's the energy you know what i'm saying with this uh new project that's coming out right now how you feeling man energy's great I mean, i'm feeling good things are getting cooked up you know what i'm saying dope 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 it's good to see, you know what I'm saying, that the genre of hip-hop doesn't have a cap on it. Like, rock and roll doesn't have a cap, you know? They state so much that, you know, after a certain amount of music that you put out, you should just hang it up. Why? Why should you hang it up? You know what I'm saying? If it's in you, I think you should just keep going. Right. Are you talking about for hip-hop? Yeah, indeed yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's the key. Yo, it's funny. Yo, you know what? Hold on. Um... We real right over here, Prof, so you need you need to get right with us, you know what I'm saying? We real right. No, I know. I'm just I'm just looking at something. Hold on one second. I'm trying to figure something out. All, all right. right. You holding tight. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, my phone is dying, so let me let me call from my other phone. Because uh-huh. I can't charge you at the same time. So let me just I'm going to dial in another phone real quick. All right, cool. Bet. All right. All right. Be right back with Pros, ladies and gentlemen. You already know what it is, you know what I'm saying? One-third of the legendary hip-hop multi-platinum selling. Mm. 
Dirty Jersey group. Next year, qualifying for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Bang, bang, bang. You already know what it is. Know what yes, I'm saying? Sir. We got We got the homie prize live and direct. He about to hit us back. He had a little technical difficulty with his horn. So he's going to charge that and hit us from the other joint, mm-hmm. from the other jack. Know what I'm saying? All right, Prize, we good. All right, man, let's get to it. You already right. know, beloved. You know what I'm saying? But basically what I was stating was it's good to see that you back, you know what I'm saying, within the, you back on the field because people always put that sti- uh, that, that label on hip-hop, like, yo, you know what I'm saying, after a certain amount of music, you should be hanging it up. Like, why are you still rapping? But I see it as why are rock and roll rollers still touring? And selling out crowds, you right. know what I'm saying? Because good music is good music, no matter how old you are. Yo, brother, man, let me tell you something. That is probably the most poignant thing I heard somebody say on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. And this is what I was saying. I've been saying for the last, my little, you know, I'm, I'm back. I'm back on the scene. I'm just, you know, talking to a bunch of people. You know, I'm loving it. This year makes it the 44-year anniversary of hip hop. Yeah, that's right. so. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The same way there's a generation out there 20 years from now, and they're going to be able to say, man, I remember when Apple first came out with the iPod. Yeah. Word. I was revolutionary, right? Right. It's the same way I can tell you when I first heard the first hip hop record played on a mainstream radio in New York City. Which was? Okay? Um, well, <clears throat> this is a debate. I feel like the first one was Run DMC. Okay. But a lot of people want to give credit to um, Rapper's Sh- Delight. Oh, Sugar right? Hill Gang, right? The Sugar Hill Gang, yeah. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. But I'm talking about hip hop like hip hop. Right, right. So, anyway, right. what I'm saying is, is this. When this hip hop first came out, it was considered a fad. It wasn't going to last. It was like black music. It was ghetto. It was cut to 44 years. That means it's going on a half of a century since the birth of hip-hop. And it's only getting bigger. The multi-billion dollar industry, something we created. Indeed. You mentioned, you mentioned rock and roll. We created rock and roll, but they stole that away from us. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I agree. We created jazz. They stole that away from us. We created blues. They stole that away from us. They lightweight try to steal hip hop from us by sending some fake agents to try to front like they down with the cause when they know they ain't fucking down with the court with the cause. You got people out here stealing our swag. Like, like 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 your homegirl Iggy coming in acting like she's down with the cause, but when some shit went down, she was nowhere to be found to support the cause. Mm. That's a foreign agent we call that. Okay. You call that espionage. Mm-hmm. Spy. You see what I'm saying? That's what we call that. Someone who ain't really down for the culture. Word. Eminem is down for the culture. See what I'm saying, Q? He's in cyphers. He does everything. Right. But this other, this homegirl wasn't really down. That's it. So, so they, what they try to do is try to send somebody in acting like she's Nicki Minaj or acting like she's the next little Kim and then try to steal our whole fucking swag. Now, the problem is the DNA culturally and our source is so saucy that you got to really be a part of it. You got to really have it in your DNA mm, right. to come in here. So that's why they couldn't steal it from us. But 
I'm going to tell you what they do have that's probably as important as not more important. Speak on it, God. They control and own the intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And that's where we got to revert back to owning our own shit. Word. You feel me? Yeah. See, but, um, the, but the thing is, so, there's too so, many so I'm egos. I'm glad you said what you said. Huh? I, I believe that that won't happen because there's too many egos. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should it should, it should have been done already. Like, Nas, Jay, you know what I mean? Should sit down and just, just you know what I'm saying, just put it out there. Put it out there. Like, we're going to find this though, back. I'm going to say this to you, though. Yeah. You know, I think it's this generation here, this young generation, the millennial. Right. It's who, it's who allowing this hip-hop to grow and and have a longer lifespan. Yes, the kids. It's you know, definitely the you, kids. You, you, you know why is that? Because they don't give a fuck if you're 90 <laughs> years old. True All they care about is this shit piping or not. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about what label you on, who the fuck's the producer, who's the production company, who's your features. All they care about is this shit fucking with what's going on right now. Right, right. It gotta be relevant. In a sense, that's what's great about this generation. And by the way, if you notice, it's damn near sexier to be like I'm independent. They just say I'm down with ethical, ethical, or whatever the fuck. Right. Like motherfuckers looking at you, uh, at motherfuckers signing labels like, damn, you still on the plantation? I'm Django out this motherfucker on my horse. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, word, word. You feel me? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good analogy right there. Word for up, real, up. for real. So with that being said, yeah, beloved, you know what I'm saying? Take take us back to that time how you met uh Robin Bell. Ro- yeah, Roland. Roland Bell, pardon me. Oh Ronald Bell. Oh wow, 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 wow. So I met him through his daughter. His daughter we were in the same class. Um she was dating this football star. But she took a liking to me. And she like, look, I'm going to introduce you to my dad, and he's going to change your life. She said it like that. I was not like, what the fuck she talking about? Right, but right. she was right. The dude changed my life. Mm. Big shout out to my man, Ronald Bell, a.k.a. Khalid's Bear. Word. He had, he had a dope dude, man. He, he had, he had a, uh, um, he's a producer for the Sugar Hill Gang, correct? He's a producer and the writer. He's the one that wrote all their hits, records from Celebration to Joanna to... I mean, I'm going way back. Probably your audience don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but so he was yeah, like yeah, kind of like the Jermaine Dupree. He was like the Jermaine Dupree to uh to to um crisscross basically. Yeah, yeah. Jermaine Dupree, what? He was like the Jermaine Dupree to crisscross because he wrote all crisscross records. Jermaine Dupree. Right, right, right. right, right. I guess you could say that. Yeah, right, you could right. say that. Yeah, right, that makes okay. that's a good analogy. Okay, right. cool, cool. That's what's up. So what I'm saying. With that being said, so you met Ronald Bell. He changed your life. Know what I mean? Now, you becoming as an artist, who influenced your style? Oh, I mean, obviously, I grew up listening to a lot of people that influenced myself from, 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 um, you know, Bob Marley and Michael Jackson. Obviously, to the hip hop culture from back in the '80s. That whole hip hop movement was, yo, bro. Let me tell you something, man. I'm gonna say this straight up and now. Yeah. Um. People can never understand what hip hop really is. You might be able to appreciate it, 
I don't really know you'd be able to appreciate it, but you definitely not gonna understand it unless you were there in that era. Mm. Like, 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 you would never, un- 50 years from now, whatever's going on in technology, whatever, you're never gonna appreciate Steve Jobs unless you came from a generation where you knew, man, if I wanted to listen to a bunch of music, and I got to go somewhere. I got to bring me 20 fucking CDs with me. <laughs> right. I got a fucking house of like a thousand CDs taking right. up space. Yeah. When that dude came with that one device, it was like, you know what it was like? I, I mean, I could never appreciate this because I wasn't there in that era. But it was like, can you imagine the nigga who went to a bunch of niggas and said, yo, here's a loaf of bread? Like, can you imagine that nigga who discovered yeah. bread, yo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, Oh, forget me. I got one better for you. Can you imagine the nigga who found a way to light a match when it was all darkness, yo? Because you got to remember, before there was darkness, before there was darkness, there was no light. Right. Imagine that nigga that came up with light, enabling people to be able to see. Wow. You feel what I'm saying to you? Innovation. So when I say hip-hop, my dude, back then, bro, it was the greatest feeling, man, to be a part of something where, dog, you go home, man, you ironing your laces for your sneakers, bro. Mm. Iron your, 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 your jeans. You, you got your clothes hung up and you looking at it the night before you about to put that shit on because it was about to swag in the culture. Like you want, if you was a Puma guy, like LL Cool J, MC Shane, the Kango, or if you was an Adidas guy, like Run DMC, you got your quarterbill goose on, like, what's your hope? Come on, man. Y'all, yo, y'all can't do this to me, man. You bring me back, man. Don't do that. Don't that's do good, that, man. man. But that's the history, man. Yeah. That's the history of the culture. You know Roll what I'm saying? Up, for real. And I, I, I feel personally like people got to go back and like do their history, do that history lesson. You know what I mean? So they can appreciate Word. it better, just like you said. So, um, you know what I'm saying now, walk <coughs> us through. You know what I'm saying, how did the assembly for the Fujis begin? The way the Fujis began was basically, um. I met this girl real quick, make a long story boring. I met this girl named um 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 uh, what was her name? I got name just slipped my head. Marcy. Okay. okay. I met this girl named Marcy. She introduced me to Lauren Hill. Okay. Mm. Um and then it became the three of us. Me, Marcy, Lauren Hill. We were the original Fuji's. Oh word! And then what? Yeah. So, yeah. but what, what did Marcy do? She rapped too. Marcy was a singer. Oh okay. So at that time, neither one of them were rapping. Oh. I, I was the only one rapping, and they were singing harmonies. And but Marcy would have rapped if she stayed with the group because Lauren wasn't rapping. So she would have. Cause we because we were like, yo, y'all, you need to rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to like diversify the group. You know what I mean? So the Marcy left the group. Right after we graduated out of high, out of high school, YFS joined the group, and you know the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. Okay. So now, so now, you know what I'm saying for people that may not know the process, right? Because automatically people just see the first video, like man, they got on, but they don't know the the work, the rehearsals, the time that it takes before your album comes out. When did you first actually sign that paperwork? 
before uh, your 1994, you know what I'm saying, uh, blunted off reality came out. We, we signed a rec we signed a paperwork maybe two years prior, two, three years prior. Okay. All right. And then yeah. b before that, so you signed the paperwork. Now, what, what's the energy like? What's the energy like? With the Fuji's, y'all just like, yo, we gotta make tracks, or y'all picking certain beats, or y'all already got the beats made, or how, how walk us through that process of blending off reality. I was already working on 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 materials, but it just got it just became more enhanced, you know, real, yeah, yeah, more enhanced. It became yeah. like, oh, this is for real now. We gotta gotta deal, you know, some major. You also remember, <clears throat> um. You gotta remember, uh, um, today, if you say, for example, uh, I'm about to put out a record or I'm signed to the label, it's equivalent to saying I'm about to go take a piss. <laughs> like, no one gives a fuck. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, gives, you know what I mean? Right. But back then, when you said you were signed to a label, it meant something. Yeah, it's like the doors opened up for you automatically. Yeah, it's like, because that, that was an anomaly. That was like, you signed to a label? Bro, you got to remember something, man. In my days, we came out of the era where it was just about Michael, Prince, George Michael, Whitney. Then you had a couple people sneaking in. Billy Ocean snuck in. Right. Rockwell snuck in here and there. <laughs> You know, you, Tina Turner was hot too. You got a couple cats that would sneak in, but it was about Madonna and, and, and Bono. You, it was about eight, seven artists. It was just about them. Killing it. Killing it. So to say you got a record deal, it was like, what? Major. Huge. Right. Huge. That's like if you, that's like if you met someone today and they're like, yeah. I'm going to take the trip up to the moon or Mars on that spaceship that your man, Elon Musk or whoever, um, Branson is building. Tesla. You're going to look at that motherfucker like, God damn, like you're going to, you're going to space? Not an astronaut, <laughs> just a regular pedestrian. Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? A regular pedestrian is telling you they're about to take a trip up to Mars. But you know what, man? 50 years from now, you're going to be like, yo, I'm going to Mars. It's like somebody saying, yeah, I'm going to Miami. Right, right. Like, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. Wow. So, 1994, pivotal year. You know what I'm saying? Because that year is the year where a lot of albums came out. First-timers that became legendary. They became legends in their own right. right. Nas, Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die, Outkast, Southern Paleistic, O.C., Word Life, Method Man, Cal, and... Blunted off reality, you know what I'm saying? The Fugees. How did y'all feel when that when that first came out? When you know what I'm saying that it actually hit the stores and you like, man, we actually in the stores. How did that feel? Man, man listen. Because you up there with the big boys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was the greatest feeling for us, despite the fact the album flopped. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird feeling, right? It's kind of like... It's like taking it, a girl to the it, prom, it, it, but you ain't get the smash. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, but nah, but, but, nah, but no, 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 no. It, it, but you didn't smash, you're going to feel upset. But you know what? Okay, let's say, let, I'm going to go with that, but here's the caveat. Yeah. You take a girl to, here's the, you take a girl to the prom, you don't smash, but your connection with the girl is so incredible, you end up marrying this girl, or you end up meeting a hotter bitch. Right, right, right. And this shit end up, so, you know, she end up saying, yo, I, you, you can meet my girlfriend, like, and you meet your girlfriend, her girlfriend is like, hot, like J-Lo hot. <laughs> right. Whoa. So, that was the greatest feeling, like you want to smash the shit, but you end up meeting somebody even better. So, yeah, man, it was just, cause you know what it was? It was, it was the feeling of, the, the moon is the ceiling, or the limit, not the sky. Mm. That's the feeling, right? It was like, man, okay, this this is not the album that we thought they didn't do what we would have loved it to do, but what's around the corner is so much greater because we end. And it's like, at this point, it's all about our work ethic, what we believe in, coming together, using this experience, you know what I'm saying? Like to, to cultivate the next journey. Right. I don't know how to explain that, but if no, you no. can understand what I'm saying, it I was, def- it was. No, yeah. it, I it definitely was. understand what you're saying, beloved. You know what I'm saying? I definitely understand. But um, you saying they was flopping, I was doing a little, I was doing, I was analyzing. The style was totally different because y'all was coming more like on some Fushnickens type Onyx type feel. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's funny you said that. Yo, it's funny you said that. Because the, the, the only two joints that was not in that type of formula was uh, Nappy Heads, the remix, and Vocab. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but you know what happened, right? Talk on What it. happened was... Okay. So, in life, you either want to be in the beginning or you want to come at the end, right? You never want to come in the middle. Because if you come in the middle, by the time you get done, you you might lose what's actually happening. Okay. So if you come in the beginning, first nations came in the beginning. They right. caught the sound. Leaders of new school. Ah, that whole, ah, 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 everybody's doing, yeah, ah, like come with that whole yeah. amp shit, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, right. So we came in the middle. By the time we put the shit out, the sound already, yo, bro, let me, let me say this to you. I remember when I knew we were done, okay? We had just finished doing this video. We excited. Your MTV raps, is, we, they premiered on your MTV raps. That was like the greatest feeling on the planet to see and love it and I'm playing on records and all that shit, playing the video. And so now we're about to go on this radio promo tour. Right. So it was just this woman named Taish Harris from Columbia. She didn't really like us much, but she had to do her job. So, because eventually so, I got signed to Columbia, was, right? She, yeah, yeah. But she was a more of a Nas fan. Okay. So she was more into that shit. So we go to this college radio station. Okay. We're sitting outside um, the radio, like outside the the, the booth. In the waiting room. When you go into the station, waiting room, whatever you want. And, and, um, 
there's this young kid, this short little kid with a bucket hat on, walk up in this booth, in the station he do his interview. And he debuted his record. I looked at Clef, I said to him in, 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 in Creole, because we speak two languages, Creole or French. Right. I said to him, yo, I said, yo, bro, we done. You know who that guy was? Nah, who was it? Come follow me. How many MC must get this? Oh, Buckshot. Yo, he switched the whole game. And guess who came on in? Came 20 seconds after him. Nah. Damn. So while we was like, Y'all sound like hyenas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, yo, slow that one down, playboy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we had, to, we had to regroup. We had to regroup. Right, And, right. you know, luckily, Salam, Remy, who my man Jess Burroughs, saved our lives with the Nappy Hair remake. And then, you know, yeah. the rest was history. For yeah, real, for real. Word up. Now, you know what I'm saying? I was understanding that you went to Rutgers and Yale for psychology and um and uh philosophy a double major yeah yes sir so now why why would you pursue music because that that's such a such a promising i I was i I was always into music this was just like a backup okay you know because i i I just so happened to be you know i was happened to be academically i was somewhat i guess good academically right and so it was just like yo if this music thing doesn't happen, because I wasn't trying to go back in the hood. You know what I mean? Like, I came from the hood, and I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out, and I'm not going back in. Okay. All right, so let's go to 96 when you drop the score. Bang. Yes, sir. How, how did that come about? Like, what, what was the inspiration behind the score? The inspiration was simple, man. Like, we just wanted to get back to the industry, like, yo, we ain't whack. Like, I think we are. It was like, all right, now, y'all, y'all, y'all done fucked up now. Because y'all let us in. Now we're going to show you, motherfuckers, what we really do. Okay? Yeah. And yeah. we just went in and did what we do. Y'all basically had to prove yourselves. How fast did, how fast did your life change after that job? Oh, instantly, man. Instantly, huh? Instantly. Yeah, man, instant. that was an instant life-changing thing, man. You know, it's, 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 yo, man, you got that one record, man. It could change your life. Now, what you do with it is, is something else. But our lives change instantly, man, for the for the for the better. Gotta wow. gotta ask you, what's your favorite joint on that on that project? Ah, it's tough, man. <laughs> the mask is tough, B. That, that's tough. I can't lie to you. I like I like family business. Yeah, that's tough too. <laughs> the mask is tough though. That's tough. I'll tell you one thing. One of my favorite parts of that project was that interlude you guys did with that Chinese <laughs> restaurant shit. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, the interlude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that whole project. You know, man, it's one of those situations, man. God is so good, man, because it all came together so, so, so seamlessly. I mean, there was problems, but I'm talking about, like, creatively. Right. You know, the process was just incredible. It was just God blessing us. So t- tell us about a feature that was supposed to be on the score but never happened. Because, you know, sometimes some artists are set to come in, but due to scheduling or whatever the case may be, it just never happened. Couldn't make the cut. Right. 
Uh, you, oh, you talking about KRS One? No, I don't know. I'm asking you. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess I, that's one of them. I guess that was one of them, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, we're supposed to do. Yo, yo, I'm gonna tell you something funny. Um, so KRS One comes to the studio and he plays us this record, this beat. Beat is fire. Right. Fire. And somehow, man, this dude kind of like left us stuck with a bag, you know, like just basically played us. What? And one day, and one day I'm watching this video <clears throat> and what I see, the beat I see he played for y'all? two other rappers on our beat. Oh, they brought to us originally. Ch- Channel Live? You know what record it was? Channel Live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all from Jersey. Yeah, Madism. Ism, that's what it was. Ism. Yeah, yeah. Wake up in the morning and don't be Word, word. So y'all pay for that beat basically, and y'all never got the. No, use no, it. no. We didn't. We didn't. No, I ain't gonna. He didn't do. He didn't do us dirty like that. We didn't pay for it. But you know, how like, you play something for somebody out of respect. You know what I mean? You thinking? But I mean, I guess he felt like Channel Live thing was signing him or whatever. Uh huh. You know. Um, you know. But it's all good. Right, right, right. Okay. That's what's up. Now, shout out to Karis One, the Blastmaster. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, you also stated on the joint, the mask, uh, did you shoot him? Now I didn't have the balls. That's when I realized I was bumping too much Biggie Smalls. Now, how big of an influence was Biggie Smalls on you? Yo, bro. For me, I can't speak for a lot of people. Yeah. But for me... I don't, unless somebody go find an alien from somewhere out of this universe <laughs> that comes in on some other shit, the greatest rapper ever alive is Notorious B.I.G. You know how like you can say the greatest entertainer of all time is Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson, I yeah. don't give a fuck who you go get. Right. I don't care how many motherfuckers winning awards or going number one on right. some bullshit because labels are buying number one spots now, all that bullshit. Wow. Yo, Michael Jackson, nobody is fucking with that. Just like nobody after Tom Brady won his sixth championship. No fucking quarterback is going to ever be able to catch up with him. Hell no. Period. Yo. Uh, so Biggie Smalls, major influence. Major. Dope, dope. That's what's up. Do you, do you have any stories of Biggie Smalls and the Fugees from back in the day? Yeah, we used to open up them. Okay. We used to do shows together. Okay. So we did show together. Big, big. I mean, I didn't know, know him. I mean, I knew Pop better than I knew Biggie, but, you know, spoke, you know, last time I saw Big was we did, when the store came out, <clears throat> we did um, Winter Music Conference in Miami. Okay. Um, so this is obviously after um, Pop passed away, now it's Biggie. Uh, before right be- before Big was taken away from us, um, may you rest in peace. Rest in peace, no doubt. R.I.P. Um, 
after the show, I went to kick it with him a little in his in his hotel room. And he was dissecting this album so crazy. Yo, it was it was so great, man. Like I I couldn't believe that Biggie would listen to my album. He like, yo, he was breaking every part of that album to me. Hmm. From how many mics he's like, yo, man. Like he it was certain pieces that he just loved. He like, yo, yo, when she's like like he was saying like some of the rhymes she was saying and or like ready or not was his favorite record and he was like, Yo, when you came in and you was like like he was just breaking every just about every song, man. It was just like, oh shit! It was mind blowing. Biggie, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just, it was just incredible. Wow, that's what's up. Now, um, let us know. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward now to 1999. Now you're doing your solo thing. 98. Nah, I think it was 99. You know what I'm saying, was a uh, superstar mm-hmm. came out in 98 or 99? 98. 98. Okay, yeah, yeah. part of self. You know what I'm saying. All right, so fast forward to 98. You just fresh off the Fugees. Tell us, how did it come about you creating your own album? Uh, that was just, you know, at that point, we always just like, let's take a break. And then uh, this woman came to me, asked me um, to do a song for... Um, for the, uh, the Woolworth soundtrack, right? Yeah, exactly. And... Then um, one thing just led to another, you know what I mean? And then, and then I'm here, you know, to get a superstar. It was good. Was ODB? It was a good, yeah, well, dirty, but bad. a good, it was a good, um, a good, a good, a good project, you know what I mean? Indeed, but, um, you know, I was excited about it. But was um, ODB originally supposed to be on there? How, how was that? How was that? No, 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 nah, nah, he wasn't. He got on there by mistake, you know. Um, <laughs> that sounds like an ODB yeah. type thing. <laughs> Rest in peace, yeah, old dirty bastard. In, he came in my session thinking it was his session. Right. Um, and um, and so, so you know, we were talking for a while, and the beat was playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, and then he's like, yo, let me get on top of this. And then he got in, and that was it. That was the murder she wrote. Took it how, to a whole different level. How did how did the connection with Maya happen on that track? The who? The connection with Maya. Oh, Maya? Yeah. yeah. Maya. Oh, Maya, um, Maya actually got in because uh, the label... They wanted to break her, so they were like, "Yo, just use her." Because I actually at that time wanted Brandy and Monica, but they had that record together, the boy's mind, so right. they couldn't do it. Right. It was too big at that point in time, right? So I right, cool. You know what I'm saying. So now, as you on your own thing now with the Ghetto Superstar, you also, you know what I'm saying, have the opportunity to do movies. Your first appearance was the Mystery Man. How did that come about? Um, I mystery was, I, Men. The same woman, me. right? Yeah, Mystery Man. The same woman who, um, who got me into um, the Bullworth. She the one that introduced me to the film world, um, and so she basically was like, "Oh, I got this project. I think you'd be great with." 
and she kind of like got me in, and you know that's how that was my entry into the film television world, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then later on, you did the, uh, you started going into the documentary world, right? Yeah. First one was this one I did where I was homeless. Right, Skid Row. How was that feeling? Doing that whole thing. That was, yo, it was a crazy experience because, um, you know, now you're talking about experiencing something that a lot of people, unfortunately, especially in, 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 in L.A., um, you know, go through. And then to go through it without knowing the details, you know, you had this misconception about people that are homeless. It was, it was, a, it was an eye-opening Cause it's usually a process. People, some people are born homeless. You know what I'm saying, and then some people are just unfortunate to become homeless. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios. Right, but the but the most scenarios, um, uh, the most scenarios is people who have situation that's um, mentally. Well, not even that. Most people who are homeless are people who, like, lost their jobs or something, or lost a loved one, you know? Right, right. Like, when, when you start to get deep into it, you start to realize, like, the mental or the people who are, you know, caught on substance mm-hmm. um, are, are, are the ones who, they only make about 25% of the total population that are homeless. Mm-hmm. So the other 75% are regular folks like you and I who just basically like, yo, Lost a job, didn't have a friend or family member you can reach out to to go crash with. Because, you know, listen, B, <clears throat> what people don't understand is, you know, people will say to you they got your back, but you never really know how much someone really has your back until you really need them. You know what I'm saying, too? Right. And, and, and so it's so easy to be like, that's my man, that's my homegirl, that's this. When everything is cool and they don't need anything from you. But when you're in a really dire situation, I mean, think about it. Say your man come to you like, yo, my shit is a little bit crazy right now. Can I just crash with you for like two weeks until I get back on my feet? And, and, and so if it's a situation where two weeks become two months, right. two months become five months, some point you'll be like, damn, nigga. I can't, fuck, I can't fuck my bitches. I can't walk around with my balls in my hand. Like, yo, you you know what I'm saying, too? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be like, you know, it's like something going to have to give. Now, now, uh, now, on the flip side of it, he might need a little bit longer to jump on his feet. But, you you know, this is your space. You know what I'm saying, too? So now what does this person do if he doesn't have anyone else? Now, obviously, this is an extreme case because, you know, obviously, look, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's homeless. You probably don't either. You know what I mean. So, right. I think part of that also has to do with some kind of like some mental capacity. You know what I mean. But still, man, these are still human beings, man. Mm-hmm. That somehow couldn't, you know, couldn't find a way to, you know, stay in in, in a regular home like you and I. Right. Right. It's crazy, man. Tell us about them saying the craziest thing you purchased off that uh, off that uh, score check. That what? The craziest thing you purchased off that score check. What score check? 
know what I'm saying? When the money was coming in off the score. Oh, the craziest thing I purchased? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess a Ferrari. Skirt, <laughs> skirt. Oh, a Ferrari, a, a Ferrari and a watch. My first AT I bought. Okay, your first AP. Yeah. Speak, speaking about watches, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Do you, what do you think about, you know what I'm saying, when people put the, the diamonds on the bezel? You think that's, you know what I'm saying, too a little extreme? Or you should just keep it classy and regular when it comes to the rollies? I think in any watch, if you're going to put diamonds on it, buy it with the diamonds on it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Don't go because see. Uh, let me say this to you. Speak on. This goes back to. This goes back to what I've been saying about how we as black people, we don't know any better, right? Like we chasing or we chasing trying to be rich. See that right there is backwards. You got to chase wealth. You want to build. You want to build wealth so your your children, children, children don't have to work, right? Mm. So how I many how many how many how many white kids you know that's like oh that's my dad left his fund trust fund I'm a trust fund baby or left money for me like we don't do that so when we get a little bit of money you go we go do the dumbest shit what we, we do we go to the shit. strip club yeah we go to the strip club make it rain out there we go buy fucking a Rolex and put fucking diamonds on it go buy the go to a local jeweler who got the diamonds the ro- the watch with the they put their own bullshit diamonds on it. We thinking it's real diamonds, which is the dumbest thing, right? Like people don't understand. If it's real diamonds, then why why would a Rolex with diamonds on it only cost eighty thousand dollars? So now what happens is is that not only are you buying something that's fake, it, 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 the watch is real and the diamond is somewhat fake. I mean, somewhat real, but it's not real in the sense of like that's not how the manufacturer made it. Okay. So guess what? It don't retain its value. So if you got caught up and you needed to just get rid of it real quick to get some cash, go back to that same jeweler who bought it from you. He's gonna give you twenty thousand dollars for something you pay eighty thousand dollars for. Right. So, 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 so you got listen. I'm not telling anyone if you made money, don't enjoy it. Fuck yeah, go enjoy your money, man. But, but do it wisely. Enjoy it. Why exactly? If you're gonna put money. Like when I, my watches I buy, they all retain their value. Mm. If I was to ever get caught in this situation, right. or if, if I got a million dollars and I want to fucking spend, I'm going to buy me a piece of art that right. I know is going to appreciate. Right. I'm not going to buy a Ferrari cash that I know, well, Ferrari is different, but I'm not going to buy like, you know, some car for $100,000, $150,000, throw all this money in it. And then three years from now, this shit is only worth thirty thousand dollars. That's that's not smart investment. Mm-hmm. That's called dumb, young money. It's nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? Nigga shit. Yeah, that's what it is, Lord. It's nigga shit. So we got a question from the YouTube chat. Someone just asked uh, Dave Diaz. He asked if you still have the Rari that you originally purchased. I don't have the Ferrari because uh, I'm not. You know, when I was younger. I thought it would be cool to have a Ferrari, obviously, because it's a Ferrari. Right. But then, you know, I'm I'm older. I don't really care about sport cars like that. And I'm a, I'm a speed demon. So, you know, I don't like to get into things or do things that I know is 
I could get myself jammed up in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know if I have a Ferrari, I'm naturally going to want to race every motherfucker on the street. <laughs> so what do I do? I stay the fuck away from it. So, but I do have a race. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got a race. So you driving in your fast car playing Tracy Chapman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. Right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, now let's talk about Prize Presents World Music. Talk to us about that. You know what I'm saying? You putting that together and what was the reason that you felt like, yo, I need to come back out with some music? It wasn't any reason except for the fact for the love of it. The love of the sport. I just love music and I love creating, so I figured I'd recreate something. Okay. That's all it was. Cool. Let me try. Let me try to do something fly, and hopefully people will fuck with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, too? That's really what it is. There's no more. There's no. There's nothing more complicated than that. You no, know what I mean? no in-depth reason. No reason. I, I'm not doing it for money. I mean, I don't we, need we all money. know you set. You know what I'm saying? We know you good. Right. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? You also stated, instead of chasing being rich, we got to chase being wealth, being wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Explain, explain to the listeners what's the first step into, I mean, going into that process. Because they may not know. They may not know who to speak to. You know, because everybody they see, they on that nigga shit. They get something, they spend it on Versace, Jordans, you know what I'm saying? And then next week they broke. Right. I mean, look, you know, everybody's not going to be wealthy. Everybody's not going to heed these words, but... Wealth is just basically, in order to build wealth, you got to have some form of a discipline. You got to be able to know, okay, if I have, say, a million dollars somehow, right, then it would behoove you to go to a strip club and drop 50 to 100 grand because you just spent 5 to 10% of your total net worth. That's dumb. Right. That doesn't make any sense, right? You gotta you gotta save and then invest and then you get to the point where your money it's is making producing money. right. You're living off your interest and not your principal. Mm-hmm. This is real simple shit. Now here's the problem though. There's some hard shit to do because look, if you get a minute listen, let me let me bring it down to planet Earth. You get say a hundred grand. You know, not a lot of money, but a lot of money for the average person. Right. Okay. What's the first thing you want to do? You get only grand. You want to go shopping. That's what I'm talking about. Black folks. You know, we don't talk about. <laughs> us. We're not talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about any other group. I'm talking about us. Because the first thing white people do is they go invest. Yeah. Right. They going to. They going to go shopping. Right. Because we want the world to know we got money, right? That's how we live. Why do you think when you go buy when when they go buy Louis Vuitton, they want the shit that got all the LV on top of the shit? Everybody knows Louis Vuitton, right, right, right. Because we want the people to know we got it, we made it. That's why we put diamonds on our watches. Yo, I'm iced out. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 flossy. Right. But, you know. That's not how you build wealth. And by the way, there's some that 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 get it, and most don't. But 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 the good thing is this: we having this dialogue, right? Because you got to remember, ten years ago, nobody was having this kind of dialogue. For Indeed, sure. for sure, no one was. 
not, not none it, amongst us. It was taboo. And also, you gotta remember the ones of the ones that did make it. They wasn't trying to tell nobody. They nothing. don't come back and share their secret. They don't talk about how they did it. Right. right. They don't. They they they, they try because they want to hold it all to themselves. I'm not, I'm not about that, man. Listen, if I'm driving a Ferrari, I want all my motherfucking niggas to be driving Ferraris too. That's the shit I'm on, B. That, you know, that's how you gotta do it, man. Fuck all this green shit. I'm the only motherfucker living in Beverly Hills, on top of the hills, while all you motherfuckers are down in Compton or wherever the fuck. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. Right. Tell me how you got there. Drop some jewels on me so I can learn, because maybe I don't know. You might have known something that I don't know. Share that shit with me. We right. never wanted to share. So I think now it's the time to start sharing, especially because going back to this hip, the, how we all started this interview with hip-hop, you know, what I, what I love about this generation is a lot of entrepreneurs, man. Entrepreneurship is the best thing going on in hip-hop right now. It wasn't like, yo, bro, let me tell you something. In my generation, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who were at their peak to want to go independent. It was just mind-boggling to me how, like, you got all this money, but you don't want to do your own shit? Mm-hmm. Like, how did, like... You keep wanting to depend on other people's money. So so you're basically saying, I still, <clears throat> it's like this. You have an opportunity to get off the plantation, and you get off the plantation. You got your own horse. You got your 40 acres in the mill. You got your freedom paper, okay? No white man can fuck with you. Right. You ain't picking no cop. But then you go back on the plantation and say to the master, yo, you know, I was thinking, I don't know, man. Can I come back on the plantation? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck, yo? Yeah. I think that's called Stockholm Syndrome, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, man, just let's, 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 let's have our own. By the way, I'm going to tell you a little something that I know most people don't know. The largest consumption group in America is black people. We stay you know how much we consume. Something. You know, you know how much we consume per year. Now I, I don't know the numbers. Okay. I don't either. We consume one point four trillion dollar a year. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy, Mind man, because boxing. because if we boycotted a lot of stuff that we purchased, we would be good right now. You know oh, my. Yo, listen, bro. Let me tell you something. If black people was to boycott, you don't even need to do it. You don't need no extreme, man. We ain't got to do it for Speak on it, Lord. Speak on it. Speak on it. <laughs> you know what 24 I'm hours, my dude. Every bill that we wanted to get signed and passed in Congress would get signed and passed. I guarantee you, if you boycott it for four, if black people say for 48 hours, we're not going to use no mass transit, we're not going to use no credit cards, we're not going to do nothing for 48 hours, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, police brutality will go down drastically. Cause everybody in the house. Guarantee you, the city would be like, "Yo, y'all motherfuckers better leave these niggas the fuck alone." <laughs> For real, yo. Let them spend that money. Yeah. Should be too crazy. 
Yeah, man. Word up. And so now, you know what I'm saying, um, let us know about the features on the new on the new project. Yeah, right now, you know, the first song. Pump faking. We got um. We got um. Young and May. Pump faking with my home. Yeah, Young and May. You know, big up shout out to Young and May. Um, got the remix coming with my man Fifty. Mm. You know. Mm. I'm waiting for him to drop, drop that verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. So, so um, are we going to see you on Power? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about all that. I mean, uh, no. but, I mean, you, I mean you got the acting but, skills. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We did the joint with Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, right. But uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I got my man 50 doing a remix. Dope. But on the, on the rest of the project, the next single is me, Rick Rose. Dope. Mary J. Blige. Okay. Dope. Yo, it, it's going to be an epic record, man. I'm not just saying that. But anyway, so we got that. I got my man Neo on the record. Um, I got a, So I got about like four to five more features coming in. I don't want to say any names because I'm waiting for them to just drop. Right. You know what I'm saying, too? But yeah, this project's going to be a real good project, man. I'm really excited about this project. And how many how many actual tracks going to be on the, on the project? It's going to be between 10 and 12. Okay, dope, dope. Are you are you searching for um, new blood in reference to producers, or are you reaching out to seasoned producers? Oh, most of these producers I'm working with are new. Okay, mm. dope, dope. That's dope. I mean, it's it's to be honest with you, it's wherever it's coming from, whatever it's hot. You know what I mean? Like if it's right. pop, if it's pipe, I'm fucking with it. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if it's coming from. Whoever the fuck, some rib cage Ethiopian out of some fucking village. <laughs> that shit is hot. <laughs> if it's hot, you fucking with it. That shit is hot. Yeah, yeah. If it's hot, I'm fucking with it. Okay. Uh, we gonna? Are you waiting to do the remix with Fifty before you do the visual for Pump Faking? Or are you? Am I waiting to what? Are you waiting for Fifty Cent to do the uh, the visual for Pump Faking, or are you just? Gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I got a video to the current right now and dropping next week, but okay. You know, if you drop this verse, I'm running to do another video. You know, right. if he drops this verse. So, you know, it's all good, man. Listen, I'm just having fun, man. Yeah, I You know what I'm saying? I'm just having fun. It seems like it, too, after I heard that track. I, I was I caught it on Spotify. I saw you had, like, a little bit over a million listens already just on that one track. So bong, 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 you get, bong. You're getting movement. Yeah. You're getting movement with that. Yeah, what well, up? Yeah. So is there anything that you want to say to the listeners? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, basically, man. I just want to thank everyone who supported all the, all the, all the love, all the haters. Cause you know there's haters out there. Uh, yeah. Um, you ain't popping in haters. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, the reason why I keep going. Wow. You know. Yeah. Um. But um. You know, just want to say, man. Yo, just keep your head up, man. Listen, it's tough out here right now. And and and, and, and listen, the, the system out here don't like us. They're not fucking with us. And we know that to be self-evident. They just caught a cop where the video just got released a couple of weeks ago. Mind you, he stopped a white woman. He said, you know, we only and kill black her, people. Yo, you heard, you see that? Yeah, yo, yeah. That right there. Yo, let me, let me, let me tell you something, bro. Let a motherfucker go. Let an athlete or somebody of some prominence go and say, yo, I don't fuck with the fucking American flag. You'll never be able to work again. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck can this punk motherfucker say we go we only kill black people and nobody doesn't say shit? They don't fire him. Oh yeah, they fire him. Whatever. You should cut his fucking pension. Worse. Fuck him, fire. Same thing. You same, know what I'm saying, you? 
Yeah. So, so, yo, the reality is, see, look what they did to my man Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. I was just about I'm to say to that. Yeah. The fuck out. And by the way, yo, you see how them whack-ass teams that didn't pick them are fucking losing, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Them big-ass The New York Jets. <laughs> New York Jets, they done. Which I'm happy because they in my division. You know what I'm saying to you? But what I'm saying to you is, yo, man, I'm saying to all the listeners out there, man, watch your back, man. I'm saying we we all we got. That's all we got. If we don't if we don't look out for each other, who the fuck gonna look out for us? True story. So Prize presents World Music. When does that do the drop, Mm -hmm. Lord? We're gonna drop it before the end of the year. Okay, but that's what we're looking for, you know. But it's gonna drop whenever, you know what I'm saying? But definitely coming out soon. All right, bet. You know what I'm saying? Next single the next single definitely gonna drop like in the next month and a half, I would say. Bet, bet. You know what I'm saying so. After this, what's 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 next for Prize? After this, after this, man, the moon's the limit, man, not the sky. You know what I'm saying? So oh. I'm just going to be. Okay. Yeah, I'm working on my film stuff. Working on some television shit. You know, I'm just working, brother. I'm just having fun, man. Just being able to 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 to, to just go, um, you know, uh, create, man. Having, you know, it's a blessing, man, to be able to do what you do. And and, and by the way. Because of the name and under the banner of hip hop, like where would, where the fuck would all of us be if it wasn't for hip hop? Right. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, because you know what I'm so, saying I saw Nori put up a picture on his Instagram. I think it was on his born day. He said, "You know, hip hop saved my life." Word. You know. Word up. Word up. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah, man. So I'm happy, man. Word, Prize. We appreciate you calling up, man. You know what I mean, for real, for real. We wish you nothing but success Thanks. on your next project For real. and projects to come after that, beloved. Stay up, keep adding on, and keep ripping dirty jersey. You know what I'm saying? And thanks for giving us Word. this time, for real. Word up, really for real, for real. appreciate that, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Enjoy, man. All right, my brother, be easy. All right, cool. One. One. All right. There you have it. Real Point Podcast, Stack Federal Dollars. This is Derek. We gonna play a, a couple songs and then we gonna them saying slide out of here. <laughs> we got pump faking. Bang bang bang. That oh, is that not is definitely <laughs> you are definitely pump faking right now for real. For real. Yo, can I get some mics? <laughs> fuck about no police. Then I'm gonna fuck about no police now. Yeah. Run it.
say they getting money, but they pump faking. Yeah. Respect a nigga, paper chasing. Say you got the shotters, but you pump faking. This lame's out here pump faking. Acting Hollywood, but they pump faking. Respect a nigga, paper chasing. Say you ballin', but why you pump faking? Check out my portfolio. Check out my portfolio. Check out my portfolio. Moments of silence for the rollie. The D's lurking in them black Chevys with the windows tinted. Creeping like we don't know who in it. Peeking, trying to catch a little nigga slipping. Feening to throw a little nigga in the fences. It's no freedom. The black you versus the blue demons. And you can't hustle the hood hotter than Phoenix. And I know carrying a gun is illegal, but I don't carry the kill. I just don't trust people. I carry for my protection. Them haters in my reflection. I'm paranoid. Can't afford to lose what I invested. What I look like trusting a fucking cop. You don't have to commit a crime. They kill you because your complexion. This ain't a message. It's real life. A wise man once said, if you could kill once, you could kill twice. Pump faking ass niggas in my Insta comments. They don't know I'm from the same town as Mr. Wallace. But they be wildin', the only option is violence, dude. That ain't a threat, that's a promise, dude. So my own bitch that I'm sliding through, so we can get higher than the pilot, dude. To forget about issues, troubles, and problems. We live like no tomorrow, just to cover our sorrows. Podcast is sponsored by the phone booth. The one-stop wireless shop for cell phones, accessories, activations, payments, unlockings, and repairs. They're located at 546 Market Street in Patterson, New Jersey. The number there is 973-225-0901. Make sure you get your gaming system, your hoverboards, your eye watches. They have it all. Definitely have your trap phones too. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Make sure you stop there, get your shit fixed. If you drop your phone. And make sure you tell them that the Real Point Podcast sends you and you'll get a 5% off yourself. All right. Bong, 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 bong. What you bonging on, nigga? You already know, you know what I'm saying? Real Point Podcast, the almighty Real Point Podcast. Episode number 40. Season has come to an end. Season two. You know what I'm saying? We want to thank Prize. For hitting us up, you know what I'm saying, shedding some wisdom with us, Word. and letting us know, you know what I'm saying, what to do and how to, you know what I'm saying, learn a lot, you know yeah, what I'm saying, especially, real, from a, especially from a rapper like him who's been in the industry for over 20 years. Word, you learn a lot from someone like that, so that's why that's a good 
that's a good call right there. You know for what real, I mean? we appreciate you, Lord. You right. just you just don't know how much we appreciate you for calling up. For you know everyone, I mean? for everyone that's listening right now, you can catch this later on. Also, the repeat will be on YouTube, Bang. Uh, iTunes, Bang. Google Play, Stitcher Bang. Radio, Bang. SoundCloud for Bang. the audio. You know what I'm saying? So this is definitely not one to miss. Yeah, we we definitely was in motion with this one, man. For real, for real. This you know was a really mean? good one. Word. So I'm Stack Federal Dollars. My name is Derek. And we out of here. Ma, 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 manteca, pa'i. <laughs> Yo, Greg, can you mute the mics? <laughs> <laughs>